As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. All right, hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Sleeping with the Numbers Sports Betting Podcast. We have the Super Bowl coming up. And so Dylan and Pat here, we're going to run through some of the, you know, the fun prop bet cheats, um, as well as some ones you can actually bet on, on Bovada, DraftKings, Fandle. They're usually, usually everywhere. Um, also was seeing that some of these like more fun prop bets aren't legal in some states, which is weird. So you may have to use an offshore um, sports book like Bovada in order to get some of them. Either way, just some things to play uh, w- with friends during your Super Bowl party. So. Not a ton of news to talk about here, Pat. Uh, Alvin Kamara did get arrested uh, after the Pro Bowl. He should have been arrested before the Pro Bowl, it sounds like, but they let him play the game because he's a multi-million dollar athlete and they get away with stuff. But he, him and a few other guys beat the shit out of some other dude at a uh, nightclub. Um, I don't, did you see the pictures of the, of the dude that got beat up, Pat? Yeah, and I think he totally deserved it. <laughs> what do you think he said to him? I think he went up and he said Mark Ingram's a better running back. Oh, shit. That's why they re-signed him. Yeah, so yeah. I think that that was a complete shot at Alvin Kamara. He said that Sean Payton quit because of you, and that, <laughs> that was the end of his life. So, Yeah, might be. Uh, it won't be the end of his career. People have gotten off with a lot worse. So he'll, he'll probably get fu- definitely fined, uh, maybe suspended. That's up to... You know, the league and the team, and they usually let the quote-unquote legal process take action before they do anything, because football. Either way, Pat, Super Bowl's coming up. That's what's important here. The Rams against the Bengals. The Rams are currently four and a half point. Uh, I almost said home favorites. They're technically the away team, but they're playing in their home stadium. Um, but four and a half point is a spread here. 48 and a half point over under. Let's kick it off with some bold predictions here, Pat. What do you have for this game that would surprise everyone? Yeah, so I think something that I was thinking about is, you know, Super Bowl MVP bets, and we'll probably get into that at some point in the props, but I think Matt Stafford's actually the leader. It's either him or Joe Burrow, depending on who you look at. And to me, I don't think that Matt Stafford's going to give it, because I think the Rams will win. So, big spoiler. But going back to his QBR over the past few games, he hasn't gone higher than 80. His last game was like a 61. So I think it's probably going to be someone like Aaron Donald, because what I foresee happening is even though the Bengals are pretty good, Joe Burrow is what the most sack quarterback in the league this past season. I think someone's going to slaughter him. So I think it's going to be a defensive MVP this year. I think Matt Stafford would do well. He definitely deserves to do well. He's a good quarterback. I just don't think the Rams have the offensive line to support him right now. I think they've gotten away with the fact that Cooper Cup is really, really good, and their defense is really, really good. So I'm going to call that it's going to be a defensive MVP. It may not be Aaron Donald, but it's going to be someone like that. I actually like that a lot. So looking at the odds here, uh, you were correct. Stafford's current favorite at plus 125, Joe Burrow at 235, Cooper Cup at 600, and then Aaron Donald at plus 1,000. That's actually... That's actually pretty good, um, given that statement. Looking at the past, let's look at the past five Super Bowls here. Uh, last year, Tom Brady, year before Mahomes. Year before that, Julian Edelman, and then Foles, and then Brady again. So four out of those five, it has been a wide receiver. Uh, for Super Bowl 50, however, it's a guy who is in this current Super Bowl. Von Miller was the Super Bowl MVP for Super Bowl 50. 
Uh, I'm also, you know, looking at the odds here, and I really like that Evan McPherson is a higher odd at, for MVP than Jalen Ramsey. That's that's fun. Uh, <laughs> he's he's a killer. Um, he's an impressive rookie. Uh, for my, uh, what are we calling these? Bold predictions. Bold predictions. Call whatever you want. Yeah. All right. All right. For my bold prediction, I am going to say that the leading receiver will not be the wide receiver one for either team. Oh, geez. And, and so by that, I mean, it will not be Cooper Cup and it will not be Jamar Chase. I think there's some good auxiliary options in both of these offenses. Um, a guy that I would hate to see it happen to, but Odell Beckham. I can see him kind of taking over and becoming a, a big target because they're going to have a lot of focus on Cooper Cup. Uh, Tyler Higby may not play, which only gives more targets to someone like Beckham and Cup. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Higgins and Tyler Boyd have been stepping up. Over the back half of, of the regular season, Higgins was really stepping up and kind of felt like the wide receiver won for the Bengals. So if Ramsey's going to be all over uh, Jamar Chase, and Ramsey is the number one uh, cover corner in the league. If he can shut down Jamar Chase, that's going to leave openings for Higgins and Boyd. So my bull prediction is someone that is not a wide receiver one for either team will be the leading receiver. Yeah, I think that's solid. And like you said, T Higgins has shown that he can kind of handle the workload. Now, he's not obviously the most talented receiver, but that doesn't make a difference. We've kind of seen in this league that even with rookies and sophomore wide receivers, if once you get figured out or once you get double teamed, it kind of makes it hard for you to be relevant and allows for those other guys to open up. So I think it's a solid pick. Yeah. So one of these props that I saw here was for the kick first kickoff to be a touchback. And this comes from uh, one of our kind of hometown guys, Pat, Pat McAfee. Uh, he talked about this last year about how um, the Super Bowl ball that is used for the kickoff gets put straight into the museum and does not play another staff. It is only used for that kickoff. And because of that, the ball isn't broken in, and is supposed to be like kicking a brick, according to Pat McAfee. In the past 20 Super Bowls, this prop is 18-2. and two. I was able to get this prop on Bovada yesterday at plus 160, so I, I think that's a solid lock from you know a guy who knows his stuff about kicking balls. Um, just a, a real interesting tidbit that I, I never really knew about. So just to confirm, 18 times it's hit where it has not been touchback? Correct. Okay. Because the ball is harder to kick because it is not allowed to be touched before kickoff. So it's like kicking a brick, according to McAfee. So we're going to run through this Super Bowl prop betting sheet. Uh, I'll, I'll link this sheet in the description. Uh, but basically, it, we're going to go through. These are... Kind of silly props, most of them. Uh, some of them aren't, but let's kick it off with the first one here, Pat. National Anthem is going to be sang by some country singer that I don't know. Uh, Mickey Goyton, Gayton, I don't know how to say her name. Mickey, uh, but her National Anthem length, over or under two minutes. Oh, just kind of looking at her, she seems like she's a fancy singer. So I'm going to take the <laughs> over. I feel like she's going to have awkward pauses and not hit the right notes because we all know that everybody wants to make the national anthem like this awesome song and people just don't want to follow the rhythm. So I'll definitely take the over. I'll take the under here. Um, I feel like nerves might get to her and she might want to get through it quickly. 
Um, it's not easy singing in front of all these people, so I'll, I'll say she'll rush through it, and it will hit under under two minutes here. Uh, another fun bet here for Mickey Goyton. Uh, on Bet Online, there is a bet if she shows cleavage during the national anthem. The rules state you must see a clear separation of breasts with skin showing. So uh, what do you got, Pat? You think she's going to expose herself during the national anthem? Yeah, I, I'm looking at some pictures of other stuff she's already been wearing and i think that's a good bet so I, i'm gonna take that all right I'll, I'll follow you 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 got pictures up I'll, I'll i'll tell you on that one coin toss pat uh heads heads, heads you're going all right i'm always tails tails never fails is what i hear except when it did uh you know with josh every 50 percent <laughs> of the time that, that's right uh well i'm curious let's see uh super bowl coin toss i'm curious about the history so past five super bowls heads tails heads heads tails um the winning team wow the winner of the coin toss the opening coin toss has not won since den seattle versus denver when peyton manning won that super bowl i'm sorry lost that super bowl Wait, Peyton Manning wasn't in that Super Bowl. I'm high. That's okay. Who was in that Super Bowl? Who you was the quarterback Seattle for Denver? Denver? What do you think? Yeah. In command of the offense was 16-year veteran quarterback Peyton Manning. Oh, and he lost. Okay. All right. So I was right. I was right. He lost. <laughs> okay. So that was the last time the winner of the coin toss won. So currently it's seen that the coin toss is a curse. The winner of the coin toss loses. So... Uh, as soon as that coin toss happens, I'm going to throw a bet on the opposing team. That's fair. That's a good bet to do. First offensive play, Pat, is it going to be a pass slash a sack or a run? I'd like to say pass. I really think that with the two quarterbacks they're going to throw out there, they want to get more up early. It might not be a sack. I think it's going to be probably a little small pass. Like there's no way they're doing a deep throw on first down, but that'd be really smart if the other team's not expecting it. I think too many teams come out and try to run first, but I think if you're going into the Super Bowl, you want to establish like a tempo, and I think getting a quick pass out there is a good thing because I think this is going to be a very heavy passing Super Bowl because, you know, Joe Mixon's good, but, like, I don't think Joe Mixon's going to win the game for them. No, no offense to him, but I just think with the Rams' defense, you have no to score a lot. Yeah, it's fair. And looking at kind of the splits here, um, 60.9% of the Rams' plays are passed, 61.8% of the... Bengals plays are pass. So I'm with you. I'll take a pass for here as well. First team to score. Sometimes I kind of just correlate this with whoever receives the ball first, right? You know, so they're kind of connected, but I'm just going to assume. Uh, I'm going to assume the Bengals are the first team to score here. I just like the Rams because it's so subjective to, like you said, whoever gets the ball. All right, for that first score, is it going to be a touchdown or a field goal slash safety? I think I'm going to take a field goal. I think that it's probably, even though, like I said, that they're going to be passing early, I, I think both defenses are competent enough that this won't be as high score of a game as I think people will expect. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. You know, I think early on, uh, neither of these quarterbacks have been in the Super Bowl. Stafford's been a lot, around a long time. He's never made it here. Now he has. A lot of pressure on him. 
Say with Joe Burrow, right? You know, second year guy, and he takes his team to the Super Bowl, and no one expects him to be there. No one thinks they should be there. So a lot of pressure on him to kind of prove himself as well. I think things are going to be a little shaky to kind of start off uh, this game and then pick up uh, towards the end. So I, I agree. I think it'll be a field goal because it's going to be tough to move the ball. Team to score the longest touchdown. I I'm going to go with the Bengals here. Uh, Jamar Chase has that's what he's been doing. Um, even T Higgins at times has has taken things to the house. So much P Ryan had a big long touchdown against um, Kansas City uh, a couple weeks ago. So I, I think when I go Bengals, they seem to ta- be taking those deep shots a bit more, whereas the Rams kind of chip away um, and and get yardage that way. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that we've seen with the Rams that uh, outside of Cooper Cup, they don't really have anybody who's super like dominant in terms of like explosive playmaking. I know Odell used to be that guy, but I think, as you said, Jamar Chase and T Higgins are to me more of the people most likely to break out. So I'll take the Bengals as well, just based off of that. Will there be a field goal over 44 and a half yards? I'm going to say yes. I mean, McPherson has kind of been the story this this postseason. So I think he'll get an opportunity to show that leg. It's an indoor stadium. Um, They'll be able to kick the ball pretty far. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that there's like we talked about defensive pressure is going to be big. And I was actually looking at team defense and I was kind of surprised that they're ranked. The Rams are ranked 15 and the Bengals are ranked 17. And I could have sworn that they were higher up, but I guess this is just overall statistics, right? And they had two good divisions. So I'm willing to give them some benefit of the doubt why they're ranked so low. But to me, when you have good defensive fronts as both teams do, you're not going to be able to score as much as you should. That's why I think, I don't think this is going to be a super high scoring game by super high scoring. I think it's going to be the under, which I think is like 47 or something like that, 48 and a half. But to me that forces you to kick off, do field goals a lot. And I think, like you said, if it's close, you're going to have to take chances. And I think that they're willing, like you said, to throw out McPherson to try and kick far. Yeah, I I think in in a game like this, you want to get points any way you can. Maybe these defenses, like you said, they'll stand up and and be able to shut down um, each other from scoring big. So points are going to come at a premium, and that means they're going to have to take them any way they can. And that means field goals. Other way to get points after you score a touchdown is a two-point conversion. Do you think anyone will attempt one? I'm going to say no, um, just because I think the only time there is a two-point conversion is when there's like a missed extra point, or maybe um, you're trying to get ahead when you don't really need to. I don't see either team really taking those risks unless they do fall behind. And I'm not going to bet on on a mixed extra point or something strange like that. So I'm, I'm just going to go with no. Yeah, I think that's unlikely. I think you're just assuming that chaos is going to happen. and it, it will definitely happen, but maybe not in that exact fashion. Next one here, comparing the quarterbacks here, we have, uh, you know, Stafford and Burrow, two damn good quarterbacks. Um, of course, they, they made it here. Uh, will either of them pass for over 300 yards? I'm going to say no. I feel like that's really high. Let's see. I want to see what they've done in their past game. So let me pull up Joe Burrow first and see what he's done here. Oh, yeah, it is. That's 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 wild. Okay. Um, All right. So looking, this is a regular season. 
<laughs> against Kansas City, this is not not for the playoff game, but when they played them in week 17, Burrow threw for 446 yards. Week before that, 525 yards. Week before that against Denver, 157. Obviously didn't hit it there, but it seems like he's hitting over 300 quite a bit. Um, let me look at the postseason as well. Um, Kansas City only put up 250. Tennessee, 348. Vegas, two. 44 so only once out of the three playoff games so it it might seem like they might be trying to run out the clock here a bit more once they get up um kind of handing the ball off a bit more running the time and not needing to pass as much um let's look up for stafford now stafford this postseason two out of three games he's thrown over 300 337 against san francisco 366 against Tampa and then 202 against Arizona. And that is straight up because he did not need to throw at all. So if anyone's going to do it, it might be Stafford. Um, I think the uh, Cincinnati defense might allow that. Whereas the Rams are pretty shut down. So I'll I'll say, yeah. And if it's going to be anyone, I'll, I'll put my money on Stafford. Over under five total passing touchdowns. Is it, I'm guessing for that's for both. Yes, I could take. I'll take that. I'll take the over because I don't think that yardage wise it'll be good. Because I'm looking at defensive rankings and they're both in the like. This is making me question what I said earlier, which pisses me off because like I talk about things, I talk out of my ass, and then I look at the actual stats. And it, this is why we're called sleeping with the numbers. I need to look at the stats before I start talking. ACR <laughs> defense. Rams are 22nd. The Bengals are 26th. I did not realize that. In terms of passing touchdowns, the Rams are second and the Bengals are 13. So maybe the Rams are more of like the old Steelers, bend but don't break, right? So I think for me, I, I feel like it's going to happen because I don't see Joe Mixon or any of the running backs for the Rams taking touchdowns away from the quarterbacks. Maybe one for Joe Mixon, but I mean, how many of his touchdowns this year are passing touchdowns? That's a good question. I, I just have, I have, while you're pulling that up, I got quarterback stats here. Um, Stafford has thrown two in each of the playoff games. Burrow has thrown two in two of the three. He threw zero passing touchdowns when they played against Tennessee. So Joe Mixon, 13 rushing touchdowns this year to three receiving. So that's still what? of a quarter of his touchdowns because he has 16 total. So that's, I'm willing to take that bet that he gets one or if anything, he will get one rather than a rushing touchdown. All man, if we're going based on just like the average, I think that's a fair bet. It's going to be right around that five total passing. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go under one to be different Two, I think Cam Akers is getting involved quite a bit. They're also using Sony Michelle at the goal line. Um, the Rams that is. So I'll say, I'll say under, I think there might be a few um, rushing touchdowns that will kind of screw this number up. Over under one and a half interceptions. I'm going over Pat. Uh, Joe Burrow has thrown an interception in two of his three last games here in the postseason. Stafford, uh, I got to pull that up, but he's also been throwing quite a few interceptions. Uh, Didn't he have several pick sixes then the year? 
He did to end the year, but only one in the postseason, and that was last week against San Francisco. Um, I think if they try to force feed the ball to uh, Jamar Chase, Ramsey's going to get at least one pick. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think I'll take the over, and I think it's sort of what you just said. I don't think it's going to be one quarterback throws multiple. I think it's going to be probably split just because they're yeah. trying to force passes. Uh, interesting one here over under three and a half times a specific player's wife or girlfriend is shown on TV. I'll, I'll go over because they've already been doing that for Stafford. Uh, they keep showing his wife who, you know, they've been waiting forever for him to get this far. They knew he had the talent, just never had the team around him to make it happen. So he's here now. And, uh, it seems like every time they interview him, they bring up his wife. So I, I think they show her quite a bit. Uh, when things are close, when they score a touchdown, they're going to show her and the kid pretty often. See, I don't know. I think because the game's in Los Angeles, I think that they might focus more on the celebrities. They always do that stupid stuff, right? Mm. So I'm going to take the under because I also have a, a bet and I don't see on this list, so I feel comfortable saying it. I took the over for times that Roger Goodell has shown and it was over three yeah. and a half. So I took that one because he's definitely going to be on TV. I think yeah. yours could definitely happen, but I think since it's not like Giselle or one of the more famous ones, <laughs> I think I think I'm willing to take a chance that they show other attractive people. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But Stafford could be the new Brady coming in here playing forever. That's what it took. It took Brady to retire for Stafford to get here. Oh, that's a good point. I never thought about it like that. <laughs> Is there going to be a touchdown of one or fewer yards? Uh, oh, I feel like that that's I, the probability wise. Uh, that's how I'm kind of basing this. First off, they have to get to just the one yard line, which is tough to do. And then they have to punch it in. So I, I think probability says no. And that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, I agree. That's a dumb one to take. There's no way that you can guarantee that that's going to happen. Or I mean, how many times does the ball go to the one and they move it back to the two or how many times like on goal line stands does someone do some stupid and push you back yeah yeah it's a simple false start just ruins that bet how about a lineman scoring a td i, I saw some discussion around this one um it doesn't specify offensive or defensive lineman but there's been chatter that aaron donald might get a shot to catch a touchdown pass because he's been asking mcveigh um to draw up a play for him all season long uh you know i i don't think that's something you do in a game as big as this unless they're kind of blowing the the charges out the charges the bangles out um i'll i'll just say no i i don't think so yeah to me this is the same as the one or fewer yard touchdown bet like the odds of that happening are so low and the odds of the play working are so low which team is going to have the most sacks and takeaways, the Rams or the Bengals? Rams are simply the better defense, so I think the, the probabilities on them. Yeah, I agree with that as well. I think it's mostly going to be sacks. I think the takeaways will probably be even split. Will there be an onside kick, a kick return touchdown, or a punt return touchdown? There... So is that an onside kick in general? Yes, that's how I'm assuming it. Hmm. I would say no, just because I don't think the game's going to get that close in terms of, I, I don't, let me rephrase that. The game will be low scoring, but if you're in the Super Bowl, 
I think we've noticed from this past year that teams have gotten a lot better with like managing their timeouts after the two minute warning. When was the last time this season that an onside kick was even conducted? I don't even know. That's yeah, that's actually a good question. Let's see if we can find that. Um, um kicks. kickoff stats, football database. So if we're talking about onside kicks attempted, Detroit led the league with six, Arizona with five, Giants with four, Rams had three, Baltimore had three, and then everybody under that had two or one all season. Yeah, and so of get- those the recovery rate is less than half. Mm. So I'm going to say no. I think that it would be dumb. I think it's a waste of a, t- yeah. a, a play. I, so I'm going to assume it's a close game, I guess. Uh, four and a half spread. I think that's actually farther than I believe this to be. So if any of these are going to happen, it'll be an onside kick. I'll just, I'll just say yeah to like end the game. Maybe there's an onside kick. Will there be a Tupac song played during halftime show? Yes, yes, yes. There will. <laughs> I don't think this is really a bet. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. You have Snoop Dogg performing in California. You're you're going to tell me they're not going to play California Love? <laughs> now the probably real bet, not that doesn't make sense <laughs> the real bet is the tupac hologram going to be there i saw that bet it's at like plus 450 or something for that i think it's more likely that snoop comes out in a steelers or a penguins jersey and does gin and juice Ooh. i think that's what's gonna happen how upset would people be if he did that oh that would be the big one of the biggest trolls of all time for the bengals especially if they're losing at halftime i would totally do it <laughs> Um, a, a similar bet I saw there. Uh, so Drake apparently has a curse. Mm-hmm. Whatever team jersey he's wearing loses. Um, and so he's like best friends with Odell Beckham Jr. They live together. Um, so there's talk of him wearing a an Odell jersey. So that might put the curse on the Rams here. Who scores last? This is another toss-up question that don't actually bet this. This is just like a sucker bet. It, this is just for, for fun with your friends at a Super Bowl party. Don't actually go and put money on this because there's no logic or, or math probability in, in this at all. So, Pat, who do you like to score last? Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals All right, I'll take to the score Rams. last because they're going to be trying to come from behind. All right, fair enough. Does either team score tw- over 27 and a half points? Pat, you discussed how, you know, you expect this game to be somewhat lower scoring. You're taking the under with the 48 and a half. So 27 and a half puts a team a good bit over um, half way there. Um, what, what do you think? I think it's going to be no. I think we're going to look at like a 21-17 type of Super Bowl. I don't know why I feel that number, but it feels good. <laughs> Uh, let's because it, it actually it mirrors the spread because the spread's minus four, right? Or at least that's right. what it was last time I looked. Yes, minus four or four and a half, depending where you look. Yeah, it's gonna be a push. It's gonna be something stupid. So twenty one seventeen, calling it now. Take the under. Taking a look at the past Super Bowls, what was the what was the line? Twenty seven and a half. Kansas yeah. City. I'm sorry. Tampa Bay scored thirty one. Kansas City scored thirty one. Both the Eagles and the Patriots scored over 27 and a half. 
both New England and Atlanta scored over 27 and a half. And then back in Super Bowl 50, neither team did. Um, so looks like it's gotten a, a lot higher scoring um, in the, at least the past five years. However, when the Rams were last in the Super Bowl against New England, they only put up three points against the Patriots. So an interesting tidbit there. I'm not sure how similar um, the team is compared to them. I, I'm, obviously, Stafford's a big difference maker there. Um, yeah, but I, I think I'm with you. I don't think either team breaks that that line. What will be the highest scoring quarter? First, second, third, or fourth? I like the second, and I don't know why. Um, I feel like with these teams, you know, like I said, people kind of expect a good throwing game between Burrow and Stafford. And I just feel like for some reason it's not going to pan out the way that everybody expects it to. I feel like the first quarter might be kind of slow. Defenses might be getting them early. And then I think once the offenses get a little warmed up, you know, second quarter might be the highest scoring one. Um, and mainly that's because I think that both of these coaches aren't like we see the young buck type of coaches. Everyone's like, these are super high firepower offensive coaches, right? Cause isn't Zach Taylor from the Sean McVay coaching tree technically? Yes. Okay. So I, I'd like to think that they know how to each other coaches. So I feel like it might be more competitive than what people think. So I don't know. I just feel the second, I feel like it's going to be the middle. I don't feel like the beginning or end makes too much sense to me. So uh, it's interesting you say that, Pat, because I, I think the second quarter historically, historically is the highest scoring. Uh, uh, yes. So this was back in 2017, but I'm pretty sure it is still accurate. The second quarter is the highest scoring quarter for both teams, the home and the visitor. Um, and the reason for that, so the second and fourth quarters are more higher scoring. Because think of where you get the ball. Like you could start the the second quarter on the five yard line and just punch it in, and automatically it would be a higher scoring quarter. Um, whereas the first and the third quarters, there has to be a kickoff. Um, so statistically, the second and the fourth quarters have been higher scoring, with the second scoring uh, quarter being the highest scoring. So I'm with you, Pat. I'll, I'll take the second. Uh, Pat, we're going to skip number 21. Who's going to win because we're going to, we're going to talk about that in a bit more depth. Um, and actually, so let's just skip to the last one here. The Gatorade shower. Will there be one? Yes, there will be a golden shower. It'll be yellow. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say it's orange, uh, because one team will for sure have orange bangles. And then, you know, I'm just kind of hoping the Rams might have one. Um, any other fun prop bets you, you see here, Pat? I must scroll through my list. Let's see here. I hate the commercials to play first. Cause how do you know that one? Yeah. How do you know? Some of the commercials, I guess are already out. That's um, so dumb. I know indeed had one that was already out that they played. Um, I don't know when it comes up though. They're also not a choice. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really. A lot of these are really dumb. Like, will Kendrick Lamar wear a hoodie? I don't know. Oh, I'm betting on the. I'll bet on the Eminem hoodie and hat because that's all he wears. How many times will the chains be used for measurements? I'm assuming that means they're going to walk out and do the whole thing that we can't do with lasers, right? 
Over one and a half. It's the Super Bowl. They have to make it dramatic. So definitely take the over one and a half for the times that pe- the chain gang okay. comes out. Um, Will Snoop Dogg smoke on stage <laughs> right now? No, is at minus two seventy five. I think there's some some value in it in a yes. Uh, yes is at plus two forty. I'll do that. I'll, I'll take him because it's, it's legal in California, so I think he can get away with it. Absolutely. The NFL may not let him, but he may do it anyways. This is a Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I don't. I'm not really seeing anything else that I would do that's super safe. Like what total touchdown in Jersey numbers? That one's tough. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. What here. color liquid will be poured on the winning coach? It doesn't even say Gatorade. It could be that's, water. That's fake. That's a that's a trick question. Oh, it's not uh, Gatorade. Just a FYI for the people. Um, there is a bet as well for the number of jets to fly over. Uh, the stadium and the line is set at five. You cannot pick five. It's either over or under five. And it's five is a perfect V though. It's been confirmed that it's going to be five jets. So please do not take that bet. They are scamming you. (laughs) Sons of bitches. Uh, (laughs) Will the power go out during the Super Bowl? That's a weird one. I saw that too. (laughs) Do you think that this is okay? First off, it's based off of what New Orleans, right? Maybe this is a conspiracy. Maybe they know something about some of these other foreign nations. You think we're going to get attacked during the Super Bowl? (laughs) It's possible. That'd be wild. Let's place a bet, and then we'll just go cut the power. Don't say that too loud. I mean, we won't do that. Take the bet, though, for another reason. But Uh, I think we can move on. I'm not seeing anything else that looks interesting. Okay. Oh, this is kind of an interesting one. Uh, anyone to score an octopus? You know what an octopus is? I just learned what it was yesterday. Yeah, it is a marine animal that has eight tentacles. That is correct. <laughs> uh, so it, it is when a uh, uh, someone scores the touchdown and the two-point conversion, and we already kind of uh, said we don't think there's going to be a two-point conversion anyways. So. so that's like the Ovech trick. That's their version yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound as cool, though. The octopus. All right, let's get into the actual game here. We already discussed it. Uh, the Rams are four-and-a-half-point away favorites. Yes, that, that is what it's called. Um, Over-under a 48-and-a-half. Who do you like in this matchup? What happens? What do you think, Pat? You know, unfortunately, I think I'm going to take the Rams, and unfortunately only because I would like to see Cincinnati win. And the reason for that is one, it justifies how bad the Steelers played against them. And number two, I I think it'd be good to see sort of like a young team coming up and kind of spread the love around a little bit. I think if Los Angeles wins to me, it just goes along with the vibe of over only trying to get the the bigger market teams to keep winning. And I get it. Los Angeles hasn't won the Super Bowl. I don't even know the last time the old Rams played, but my whole entire point is that, if Los Angeles wins, that's great. Nothing changes. If the Bengals win, there's a lot of people start becoming Bengals fans, and that helps a smaller market team. So, like, I realize that the NFL like does television rights and all this different stuff to share money around. But if you have a young team coming up, I think that you know it'd be good to help some of those clubs get a little bit more fan base. So, I think it's going to be the Rams. I think that in reality, Joe Burrow is going to get lit up. Unfortunately, I think he's going to have a good game. It's not going to be his fault. But if you're the number one team giving up sacks and you're going up against Aaron Donald and Von Miller, I think it's going to be a tough time. 
And I think that Matt Stafford and the Rams offense is good enough to remain consistent, not make too many mistakes. Whereas I think Joe Burrow's like not going to be in a bad situation, but he's probably going to have to throw a lot and it might lead to more error. Yeah. So I'll take the Rams to win and I'll take the cover. Okay. Um, so to answer your question, the Rams, of course, lost to the Patriots. Uh, Super Bowl 53, they also lost to the Patriots in Super Bowl 36. Uh, Tom Brady, both times, uh, back when they were the St. Louis Rams. However, two years prior in Super Bowl 34, the St. Louis Rams beat the Tennessee Titans with Kurt Warner as the MVP. Uh, Actually, I have to correct myself because I said the score was 21-17, so I will take the Bengals to cover. I need that half point. Okay, (laughs) there you go. So, I hate it but i think i do agree with you i think the rams win they seem to be i don't want to call them the better team but the overall better team on both sides of the ball i think um defensively they have a big advantage offense i might say the Bengals have a, a bit more um power but that difference in defense is a killer. And like you said, if the offensive line cannot protect Burrow, it doesn't matter how powerful your weapons are if you can't fire them. Um, so if he's going to be under pressure all day, every day by Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Ramsey's covering your your most talented wide receiver at all times. It's a tough, tough challenge for any quarterback, let, a, let alone a uh I almost called him a rookie, but a second-year guy. Um, with as talented as he is, he's going to get more opportunities in the future. But right now, I think it is Matt Stafford's time. Uh, but I, I'm, again, with you. If you can get the Bengals at plus four and a half, I think that is a a solid bet. I think, uh, I think this is a lot closer than a lot of people imagine. And another thing to, to know here is – the Super Bowl is a very large event that common sports bettors are going to bet on. People who have never bet before bet on the Super Bowl because it's fun. It's it's the event that's currently going on. And because of that, you get these larger spreads because people are going to pick a team and they're going to pile money onto them. And that team is usually the favorite. And the favorite, of course, is the Rams right now. So if you're going to be betting on the spread for the underdog, this is for any bet, but even more so for the Super Bowl here. Wait until the last second because this spread could grow larger. It could might it might get to five or five and a half um, come Super Bowl Sunday. We we don't really know, um, but that's just a common thing you hear in the sports betting world. Bet the favorites early, bet the underdogs late, and I'm going to be betting the dogs here right before kickoff. So, Pat, we both have the Rams winning here. That means the MVP has to be a Ram. So are you taking Aaron Donald for your MVP? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I could totally see Matt Stafford doing Obviously, he's the favorite, and I think that that's what the NFL would want to see, just to kind of go with his storyline. But I could totally see Aaron Donald wrecking Joe Burrow enough to make it worth his time. Yeah, and that's where, again, that's where I think value is here, Pat. And uh, what I talked about in the last episode since I lost you due to the terrible, terrible winter storm here in Texas, um, I talked about um, calculating break-even percentages and how to use it when you're making a bet. 
And I actually added um, some calculators to sleepingwiththenumbers.com so you can easily calculate your break-even or implied probability percentage. And basically, Pat, uh, if you didn't listen to the episode or if people didn't listen to the episode, um, anytime you think there is a higher chance than the implied probability, that's a good value for a bet. So, for example, let's take your Aaron Donald bet here. That is currently at plus 1,000 odds, which means it has a 9.1% break-even or implied probability. Do you think there's a greater than 9% chance of Aaron Donald uh, winning MVP? Because I do. I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's totally reasonable. I wouldn't say it's 50-50 between him and Matt Stafford if we're assuming the Rams win, but I think he's definitely got a great chance because I could see him, Matt Stafford, you said Odell, that's a good one, or even Cooper Cup. I think those are your four realistic picks. Unless Jalen Ramsey has like two pick sixes. That that's a good point. Well, let's pretend it's just those four, just because it's easier math. Um, so let or okay, if it, even if it's five, let's just say it's a split, even twenty percent chance for all of them. That's above that nine point one. So um, if you're using break even or implied probability, and your model or whatever you're you're following believes that there's a higher statistical chance of it than uh, whatever the break even is. Take that bet. Um, and so really what it means, you have to be correct on all 1,000 plus 1,000 odd bets, 9.1% of the time or more to be profitable. That's really not that much. Um, so yeah, I, I like that bet as a whole to take Aaron Donald um, and even to, you know, to cover your ass, even if you don't win it, hedge it. These are all plus odd bets. You can hedge them together. Um, so hedge it with Stafford, the favorite, hedge it with Cup. Um, I, I think those are all solid bets. Um, I'll take Stafford just because, you know, probability says it, it's going to be a quarterback. All right. Anything else to talk about here, Pat? I, what are we doing next week is really the question. There's no more football. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk, you know, maybe news and stuff and kind of prep ourselves for, uh, for the draft, but that, that's a, that's a good bit of time away. So maybe we'll get into some. Um, you like soccer, so we'll get into soccer. We'll talk hockey. That'll be coming up. And then March Madness will probably be a popular topic. Any Anything else you can think that we'll cover here? I think the show is going to start getting wild. No, I, I think you hit all of them. I mean, if you want to talk about Olympic curling, we can go down that route. But I am a little too invested, so I don't think that I will be able to handle it and talk without a biased opinion. That's fair, especially since, I mean, we were experienced curlers, so I think, you know, we, we can't uh, fairly make an unbiased pick. So in that case, that'll do it. Uh, tune in next week to figure out whatever we're talking about. Uh, hopefully we might get into some more even like mathematical stuff for for betting tools, stuff like that. Little calculators you can use sites to find good odds or odds across all sports books because you should always be shopping for the best odds um you know anything that can help you become a a a better better (laughs) is is what i'll say here so tune in next time enjoy the super bowl uh i'm gonna make old bay chicken wings because i love old bay they're really tasty pat what's your super bowl snack of choice I think my wife is going to make uh, barbecue meatballs that have like this barbecue Ooh. jelly type of sauce on it. It's really good. It's sort of like nice. sweet and salty type of deal. 
I'm I'm real big on like you know you know the little smokies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the little smokies wrapped in bacon and then you just drown it in uh Jack Daniels barbecue sauce. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe so, that's what we can talk about. We're gonna become a barbecue podcast. Yeah, we'll just switch it up. Sleeping with the rub. The rub, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean we are in Texas. I do you need to get a smoker, Pat? Do you have a yard now? Oh, I'm not allowed to handle anything with fire. I'm not allowed anymore. <laughs> I'm sure that's what happened. Our there. last house, we lost it because ah. I left. Yeah. Well, tune in next time to help finance Pat's house. Uh, um, uh, enjoy the Super Bowl, like we said. Uh, get in on some prop betting. Easiest way to do it is Monkey Knife Fight. Check out our link below. Get your first deposit matched instantly up to $100. That will give you $200 to bet on the Super Bowl because chances are you don't care about either team. You don't care about who wins. So you might as well do some prop bets and win some money. Do so with Monkey Knife Fight using our link in the description. Yeah, and while you're at it, uh, talking about the Super Bowl, we just talked about Super Bowl snacks. Get your dog some snacks with BarkBox. BarkBox is a monthly subscription service. They deliver dog treats and dog toys directly to your door and they're perfect especially if you have a bigger dog like me and you need something that they want to actually like enjoy and not destroy at the first chance you can upgrade to super chewer and it's actually the same price what i said upgrade i mean i think you're getting a better quality toy even for little dogs the, um, they're made out of different nylon type of material so it allows for the dog to actually play with it and not eat it off the first chance but they have a version of the box for every type of dog, whether it's your puppy, whether like i said you have a pit bull or even something small so i would highly check out Bach- yeah, I would have. <laughs> I would highly check out BarkBox today. <laughs>